Hi, this is Simon Hartley introducing the inaugural Mac 37 podcast. With me are Jason Chan, Jennifer Quarry, and Diego Salinas of Mac 37. Uh, hey everyone, uh, my name is Jason Chan. I'm the CEO of Mac 37, and I'm really happy to be here today and uh, talking to you, Simon. I am Jennifer Quarry. I am the COO of Mac 37 and also the strategy director. So thanks for having us, Simon. And this is Diego Salinas, uh, Director of Operations. It's an honor to be here, Simon. Thank you. MAC-37's formal title is Cyber Accelerator. What is an accelerator? Yeah, um, so we get this question a lot. Um, there's Nowadays, there's a lot of different uh, organizations and ecosystems that are intended to help startups. You know, you have incubators, you have accelerators, you have venture studios, you even have co-working spaces that provide some specific support. Um, the difference between the, an accelerator and the rest of them uh, is that an accelerator is a time-bound uh, program that is usually very intense, uh, focusing on helping startups work on some of the fundamentals of their businesses, kind of pressure testing them. Um, and then culminating in, in helping them develop their MVP and connecting them to mentors and investors so that uh, particularly in seed stage accelerators, they can generate a little bit of capital to help them give a runway to, to further build out their product and take it to market. Just for the, the benefit of the general audience, uh, MVP? Uh, minimal Viable Product, which is uh, a principle of lean startup, uh, which happens to be one of the core uh, teachings that uh, we at Mach 37 uh, provide to the companies that go through our program. And, and since you asked about it, um, you know, minimal viable product, a lot of people tend to think that it's a prototype. And certainly with respect to our accelerator program, uh, we like to see companies going through it and coming out on the back end, having developed something, uh, an early stage version of their, of their solution. But uh, to differentiate that with the, you know, how it's taught in lean startup, the, the P and the MVP product sometimes confuses people. Uh, if you're talking about lean start, applying it for lean startup, it really means what is the cheapest and fastest thing that you can put in front of potential customers and channel partners to get feedback on what you're developing and collect data from the market so that you can uh, pivot accordingly. Why the focus on cyber? Well, I think you know cyber is kind of omnipresent in, in most areas of business today. Um, Mach 37, if you don't know, was actually established in 2013 by the Center of Innovation, Innovative Technology um, and the Commonwealth of Virginia. And they had a lot of foresight, actually, when they, when they did so. They were investing in cyber so early. At the time, there weren't that many accelerators looking at cyber specifically. And when you look at the startup communities, they weren't quite as hot and heavy into cyber at that time. But what they realized is that for any industry, whether it's medical or infrastructure or government, um, everyone was going to have, you know, a need for strong cyber and cyber, cyber capability and cybersecurity uh, capabilities. And so when you look at cyber, we often describe it as a horizontal across all those vertical industries. So developing technologies that are able to secure systems, no matter what the, the market, um, allows for a lot of success for the startups and a lot more security for our communities writ large. Just to frame this, I know that there are probably today hundreds of um, 
accelerators and incubators. Uh, could you tell me what is Mac 37 special source? What is it that Mac 37 uh, does that distinguishes it from um, from the others? Sure. So, um, good question. Um, one of the the key areas that that we focus on is the customer discovery aspect. Uh, we see a lot of companies that apply to Mach 37 each year, and uh, almost every founder that we speak with. Uh, feels like he or she has a full understanding of the problem that they're trying to solve and, and therefore what the right solution is that they need to build out. Uh, but um, we, we use Mach 37 to really double and triple down on that, on those hypotheses and to get the founders to pause and, and take a moment to make sure that the, the information that they have the information that they're using to assess their business and make decisions on their business model, on their product development, on their revenue model, whatever their go-to-market strategy, whatever it might be, it are not guesses or are not based on um, what they believe or understand, you know, within their echo chamber, but instead is being driven by data from the market. So, you know, a lot of accelerators, as I mentioned before, time-bound, short, intense periods, and that is true. The same thing is true with Mach 37. But instead of having the company sitting in Mach 37 from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., we get them out of the building. Uh, go Tib is what, is what we like to say, and uh, we afford them uh, enough time to be able to participate in Mach, go through the workshops that we provide work with our ops team and our mentors, but really um, push them and encourage them to use the majority of the core working hours of the day to take what we teach them, to take their guesses, to take the feedback that they're getting from our team and from the mentors and putting it into practice in real time in the market so that they can collect the data and then bring it back into Mach 37 and work with our team and the mentors to understand what it is the market is trying to tell them so that they can make decisions accordingly. So I, I would say that's our, our, our biggest you know, differentiator is that we really use the program as a mentor-driven program and use it as a means to force them to collect information from the market and then work with our experts and experts within our network to figure out what they need to do based on all that data as opposed to just a classroom or workshop experience. So very much getting that input from the market rather than, you know, just assuming that, you know, sitting at the keyboard, there are all the answers are right there. Just to elaborate on that, that's right. We tell them to get off email, get off of their computer and go connect with people. Obviously right now with COVID-19 that, you know, presents some challenges, but you know, through video conferencing and whatnot, it's still been very possible for the companies that we work with to still do a lot of that um, virtual in-person customer discovery. The kind of the, the thing we tell all the companies that go through Mach 37 is there's a lot of really good experience. There's a lot of really good thought and expertise and advice in Mach 37, but all the answers are in the market. And so use the time that you are in Mach 37 to get out into the market and then work with a much um, larger group of people who are on your team to help you figure out 
what is the market telling me and what do I need to do in order for this business to be successful? Uh, could you give me a sense of how, how many meetings is that? Like you, you just had the, um, uh, the first 2020 cohort, roughly how, how many meetings were, were each, of, each of those cohort members uh, taking? Uh, so there's a minimum requirement of uh, 60 customer discovery interviews while you are in the program. Uh, but to be honest, most companies that go through Mach 37 um, finish with a lot more. We, we typically see companies completing uh, 85 to 100 interviews while they're in the program. And we've even ha had a few companies that have conducted uh, a few hundred while they've been in the program. But at a minimum, uh, in order to graduate from Mach 37 and uh, pitch on launch day, uh, you need to have completed 60 customer discovery interviews while, uh, during the program. And to be clear, we also encourage them to continue those interviews on an ongoing basis, right? For as long as the startup is in existence, any company should really be doing continual customer discovery so that they know how best to grow and pivot over time. You know, over the years, I've bumped into quite a few people and they told me they, they had this fantastic um you know, mousetrap and they talk to their family, a couple of friends and, you know, maybe a couple of prospects and you could see that things weren't very rounded, but those same people with the workshops and 60 rounds of, hey, here's my pitch. What do you think that I, I can see? I can see a lot of uh, a lot of scope for kind of self self-correction and um, pol um, polishing. I, um, I, I can't think of um, one company that hasn't gone through Mach 37 and really done the, the, the customer discovery interviews that we've uh, pushed and encouraged them to do. I, I can't think of one that hasn't gleaned some sort of, you know, important insight from the market that they didn't know before and have had so much so that it, it you know, resulted in some sort of a pivot. Some of them may have been small micro pivots or, or several of them for a company. Some of the companies have had bigger pivots, but and every company that has done the interviews and done them the right way uh, has resulted in informa collecting information from the market that they, they did not know about before. And part of the benefit of Mach 37, you said sort of what's the special sauce. The other part, in addition to this customer discovery emphasis, is the I as the network that we have the network of mentors and investors and you know just uh, community partners that are constantly engaged with a lot of our startups um, as they go through the program and afterwards it's a fantastic community and the mentors are phenomenal we have over 300 mentors now and growing uh, we welcome any listeners to to join if you're interested in working with startups it's a really rich and rewarding experience but because the companies are able to work with so many different mentors and who have really drastically different viewpoints from their own experiences that they can share, it really gives a lot more um, information to, uh, you know, our companies who are often coming out of, you know, one or two industries or have a little bit more of a singular focus. And so that's also uh, incredibly valuable and, and what part of what makes Mox so special. It's, it's the network that Jennifer is talking about that we like to refer to as the is the acceleration within the accelerator. Um, all the workshops that we provide and, and, and panels and whatnot are very useful and informative and help 
companies that are going through Mach 37 uh, fill gaps, fill areas of, you know, challenges or areas of weaknesses that they had prior to going to Mach 37 and obviously teaches them up and helps them fill those voids. But a lot of companies are obviously coming in with certain parts of the business that are perfectly strong and, and, and going well. And those workshops provide a lot of polish. The, the network that Jennifer was just talking about, that's what really accelerates a company's growth, right? It, helping, working with the mentors, working with um, channel partners that are mentors within our network or potential customers or investors um, allow, is going to allow the founders to, when they are getting out of the building, to talk to the right people that need, they need to talk to and collect the information that they need to collect. Doing so, as I, as I mentioned before, allows them to take really, really useful information they did not have access to before and apply it against their business model and their the product development, the revenue model, the go-to-market strategy, everything else in, in an accelerated way. And by in doing so, using that information the right way, it basically de-risks the venture for the founders and it de-risks the venture for potential channel partners, customers, and, and obviously any investors that would invest in them post-program. Uh, that that makes perfect sense. And you know, from my own personal background, sometimes listening to people, and if you were to imagine a lean canvas that talks about what are the areas you you need to have competence and a story in, you don't want to have those kind of you know gaps in teeth, missing teeth that represent you know things. Uh, the founders haven't thought about. So yeah, absolutely. And 85 to 100, that's, um, that, that's a lot of um, polishing and refining. So building on this idea of kind of acceleration and to the Mac 37 reference, uh, kind of reaching um, uh, escape velocity, could you share some of the success stories that um, uh, founders, uh, founding teams have had uh, with Mac 37? Yeah, so we've had a few of our companies recently um, in news, whether it be for successfully raising capital post uh, Mach 37 program. We've also had a few of our alumni companies uh, receive honors in the 2020 Cybersecurity Impact Award. Um, and we're super proud of all of these companies. But to build on the, the metric of success that we look at, um, we've had one of the companies a few cohorts ago that absolutely exceeded expectations. And instead of doing the 60 required uh, customer discoveries that we were looking for, uh, she did close to about 350. Uh, so this is one of the legends that we continue to tell. Uh, it's sort of the bar that we're expecting. Um, and it's definitely one of our, our favorite success. Excellent. That, 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 that's a huge number. And, and you know, just looking at LinkedIn, I, I think I've seen Hypercube, NSA, uh, run safe all all in the news recently um, with with raises. Yeah, Simon, we we look at you know different levels of success, and, and the companies that you just mentioned, and there there's uh, several other who have successfully raised um, you know large amounts of capital. That's great. It's amazing, and we are extremely proud of them. Uh, but we also get equally excited when we hear about companies that um, are pivoting. You know, and kind of to double down on what we said earlier, right? Whenever we are working with a company while they're in, in cohort and they are, are learning something about the market and the customers that they didn't know before and they make a change to their business model 
or whatnot, that's exciting, right? But as to Jennifer's point, we try to teach it as not just something they're doing while they're in Mach 37, but that they continue to practice afterwards. And so when we check in with our alumni and we're talking to them and we're getting updates from them and we hear how they've continued to do that customer discovery and they've continued to refine their business models, um, that's super, super exciting, right? We know they are, are either achieving product market fit or they're getting much, much closer to it. And again, that's, that's really what we're trying to do here is help them get to that point faster so that they become more attractive to the channel partners or customers or investors and therefore can, can be off to the races much, much sooner than expected. I absolutely understand the process of continuing education and refinement. I, I believe there's a pretty impressive stat on following investment. I know it's not the whole story, but it, 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 it's just a, an interesting uh, hard metric. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll give you a couple metrics. With respect to the, the follow-on investment, uh, I believe the, the latest number is 64% of our alumni have raised capital post-program. And then kind of supporting the, the other side of, uh, of the work that an approach that, that we emphasize, um, about 84% of companies that have graduated from Mach 37 are still in business. And, and again, that speaks on volumes, right? We, we obviously want to accelerate their growth and help them generate traction and meet investors and raise capital. But we also want to make sure that they're building sustainable businesses, right? If you, if you go into it with an eye of building a sustainable business and helping them do that, again, People will put in the work, the founders will put in the work, the, the people that we work with in our network, the mentors, the channel partners, customers, the investors, we know we're pressure testing them towards that and they're going to be more inclined to work and help them and then obviously track them and follow them as the startup is growing and evolving and developing so that when the time is right, they then come up and, and make that investment in them or potentially, you know, sign a partnership with them to get them in front of some customers and, and start running some pilots or ideally straight up implementation, you know, paid implementation of the solutions. Uh, absolutely. You, you give me a sense of like in sports, it's, it's practicing the plays, putting, putting the time in on, you know, some of the, the training efforts, the fundamentals that then those kind of, you know, softer kind of skills, uh, that's what's playing into the long-term sustainability, the ability to pivot, the ability to raise, and not just to kind of get in front of investors, partners, and customers, but be in front of them, saying the right kinds of things, and having um, you know potentially the EQ to to really listen and act uh, and act. So that, that raises um, a great question, which is. Who would most benefit from being part of Mac 37? So, uh, you know, we, we, we see a lot of, of companies in, in meet and speak with a lot of founders throughout the year. Uh, the, those that we have seen to be the most successful and get, and get the most out of Mach 37 are the ones who kind of understand what we're trying to do and our approach, everything that we've already mentioned um, here today. Uh, and, and by that, I mean that they want to learn, are willing to learn, um, and are open-minded and have an aptitude to learn, right? So, you know, individuals who come into an accelerator who kind of say to themselves, I want to get accepted into this program, 
and eh, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, just, I don't really need the workshops. I'll kind of attend, but I'm not going to really pay attention. I'm not going to really do the assignments because I already have that part of my business already, you know, polished and, and working great. And eh, I don't need to go out into the market and talk to the market and cut and learn from customers. I just want to get up on, on launch day, which is our version of demo day and present to investors, put me in front of as many investors as, as fast as possible so that I can raise capital. Folks who have that kind of approach and, and mentality, that's really not a good fit. We obviously want all, you know, them to be successful and to have the, the opportunity to go in front of individuals and present their business and hopefully you know, raise capital or you know, land a partnership or a customer. But we, we need and look for individuals who um, are willing to do the grunt work right? There's a lot of unsexy stuff that goes on behind the scenes before you go up in front of a venture capitalist or an angel investor that um, a lot of folks tend to not want to do. And so a lot of what we try to do when we're meeting, uh, evaluating the companies that apply and meeting with the founders uh, who are interested in going through Mach 37 is trying to really figure out, do they have that, that attitude of, um, and excitement and motivation and ambition to connect with the market, listen to the market, learn from the market, and then most importantly, take whatever the market tells you and put it into practice to apply it as fast as possible in their business. And a lot of times it's, it's you know, for the benefit of product development, that a lot of companies will, you know, take what Jason just said and, and apply it. But it's also in terms of how you work with people. I mean, we're, we specifically emphasize the idea of, you know, like Jason said, listening to partners, listening to investors and hearing what they're looking for and, and understanding what you need um, to develop out of your team. And sometimes that's a level of expertise in business or, you know, a, a, a something in terms of your technology. But a lot of times, a lot of well, it's so product focused that folks aren't really thinking about. Um, the idea of, of really developing their team side, their partnership side, their investor network to really grow that, that element of feedback. That makes, that makes perfect sense. What, what, I, what I'm hearing is a mix of kind of the IQ, the, the kind of chops that got people into the startup place, but then also elements of EQ of not just listening to think about what they're going to say next, but listening to is what I'm saying really resonating with the customer and, and kind of or the investor or the partner and thinking about how how it can be adapted to meet their needs and, and, and so on. So kind of kind of elements of, of coachability and you know I think I've heard over and over through the conversation that it's about what the market is asking for, what the market's demands are rather than you know uh, one of those older, you know, build it, and hopefully they will. They will come. Does not mean that they will come. <laughs> and Simon, your point on emotional intelligence is actually, you know, sort of also touches on something that helps as well. We have a, a pretty robust well-being program that we offer to all of our cohorts that go through, as well as our alumni. And one of the things um, that we look for is the ability for teams to, um, like Jason had said 
you know, be relentless, go move forward quickly, take advantage of the information they're gathering and, and move um, at or ahead of the pace of, of the market. But then also um, be able to withstand that pressure test that, you know, they're going to get when they go through Mach 37 or any accelerator, or they're going to get by when working in a pressurized market situation. And um, the other element as well is, is the concept of, you know, build a, a future that's sustainable, right? And so a lot of times a startup is a sprint because their resources are limited, um, but being able to, to, to build it into a business that is something that um, is a group of people that people want to work with, is a product that people enjoy, but it's also a way way to, to live um, in this world. And, you know, one of the things that we've been emphasizing to our cohorts lately during COVID-19 is if you look at past history and some of the data on past recessions, startups, particularly seed and early stage startups, account for a lot of the recovery that you see in the market. And so we've, we've talked to a lot of our startups who are, you know, using this time very wisely to get ahead and do their research and do a lot of outreach. And that's exactly the type of team that would benefit a lot from Mock. And that's, that's essentially who ends up being success, successful, particularly in a, in a situation where we have sort of an unprecedented global shift um, in our economic um, environment. And so we are hoping that, you know, COVID-19, as it sort of has changed the world, a lot of these startups are going to be able to be part of the solution, particularly in cyber, given that we live in a much more virtual world all of a sudden, and there's a lot more um, sort of cyber awareness and cyber concern out there right now. Oh, that, that, makes, that makes perfect sense, because I, I was listening to at the beginning of, of your answer mentioning pressure, and I was thinking, wow, that, you know, these COVID-19 changes have really changed the world and we're entering a new normal, but it sounds like that that is really playing into some of the strengths uh, of, the, of the program. So as we kind of wrap up the, the session, one of the things I'd like to ask is um, for people listening to this and they feel they'd like to participate in MAC37, uh, how do they get in touch? What's, what's, what's the next step for them? Actually, a great time uh, as we just finished wrapping up our spring 2020 cohort and are looking forward to our fall 2020 cohort. So, if you're interested in learning more about our program or applying, uh, feel free to visit our website, mach37.com, M A C H 37.com, uh, and you'll be able to find links to our application as well as our new uh, pre accelerator platform. And so, if you're interested in joining as a mentor, investor, um, please feel free to reach out uh, and, and visit our website as well. well. Well, thank you. And as as we begin to wrap, um, what I'd like to do is just ask the team, are there any kind of final parting thoughts you, you, you'd like to share? Well, one thing I would like to do is invite everyone to become part of our network. Um, if you're interested in mentoring, if you're an investor and you're curious more uh, about how we run Mock and, and how we invite companies in, but also if you're just a member of a community, not just, but if you are a member of the community and you are interested in engaging, whether it's academically or in terms of business and finding partnerships, you know, all of our events are open to everyone and we invite um, a diversity of mindsets and experiences and, and, and industries to come and interact because it just makes it a better community. So, you know, we would love to have you as part of the Mach 37 events as we go forward and, and we welcome your expertise if you'd like to share it. 
I, I, I couldn't have said that any better than how Jen just said it. So I think that those are great parting words from us. Jason, Jennifer, Diego, thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Simon. Simon. Really appreciate it.